0: You're listening to Revenue Vitals with Chris Walker. What's up, everyone? I got one like sort of big topic that I'm going to talk through that I've been studying quite a bit over the past six months. Got some data to share on that. You'd be able to like take this data back and then be able to... Assess your own performance against the ranges that I'm going to provide. So you'll be able to look at that objectively. You'd be able to do that for revenue. If you're using the hero definition, you'd also be able to use it for pipeline, but not having a standardized definition of pipeline could give you some really wacky results on the pipeline leading metric side. So let's get into that and then we'll see where we end up. The topic is about marketing ROI. I posted about it on LinkedIn. I've been talking about it recently just because I work with a lot of companies and I see over and over again that They spend so much time in the micro analysis of like what did this campaign do is our email newsletter working or not is google performing better than linkedin and they don't ever spend enough time elevating saying is our entire marketing machine driving revenue at a high roi is our entire marketing machine working so shifting from the micro tactics to looking at the holistic picture and saying are we making an impact and i think that needs to be the first place that we start as go-to-market leaders and as business professionals before we ever get down into the details of campaign tracking and attribution and things like that and level setting and saying, what is our performance overall? And how does that performance benchmark against what other companies are doing that are similar to us? And so let's go through, this is proprietary data that we've developed and collected over the past six months, I suppose, and we're tracking B2B companies over the past minimum four historical quarters, but oftentimes somewhere between six and eight and looking at the trends over a long period of time at the quarter level, not very micro, like a lot of companies like track monthly and weekly, we're looking at big chunks. And when you see when you look at big chunks, you really start to see patterns and trends. And so we collect that data, the sample size is purely from companies that do 50 to $250 million in revenue. And that's a space where I'm going to as a professional continue to focus because I just frankly see that I can make a huge impact and my company can make a huge impact for that specific space. And so marketing ROI, there's two ways that we measure it. We measure it in a leading metric and we measure it in a lagging metric. The lagging metric that most every company probably like at some level tracks or has an equation that backs into it in some way is just the entire marketing spend during a period of time compared to the closed one revenue and the go-to-market machine, not just marketing source, all of the revenue. And so that one becomes very easy to look at the ratio. Now I'm going to talk through it. When we talk about marketing expenditures, we're talking about the investments that go on programs, all of the headcount, both internal and external. So agencies, freelancers, W2 employees, things like that, technology and tools, all of that stuff put together into the entire marketing budget. And then we compare that against close one revenue. And over the past two quarters in the sample size, this is 16 companies in the sample size, so it's not large, but it's very focused. It's very focused on this specific segment of company, like basically 50 to $250 million SaaS. And we're seeing a range in this performance where the bottom performers that we see in our data are getting somewhere between 28 cents and 40 cents in revenue, in new, net new business revenue for every dollar they spend on marketing. So it's a two and a half, basically a two and a half year CAC payback or more just on the marketing expenditure, not including sales, SDRs, ops, all that stuff. So you can do the math and figure out what it like extrapolate to what their entire CAC and the CAC payback would be. And so the bottom performer is 28 to 40 cents. The median value is 93 cents. So a company is getting 93 cents in net new business for every dollar that they spend on marketing which is about a 12 month marketing CAC payback. You add in sales and everything like that, you're at 24 to 36 months in total, most likely in an enterprise motion. And then the high performers are delivering somewhere in the range of $2.75 to $3.20 in new business revenue for every dollar they spend on marketing. So if you look at the spectrum here, the high performers produce 10X revenue at the same amount of spend. From 30 cents on the dollar to $3 on the dollar. And that is a very wide range. And you're going to most likely see a cluster in the middle that hovers around the median, which is basically getting a $1 dollar to a dollar and 50 cents in revenue for every dollar you spend on marketing, which is good. Getting a $1 dollar and dollar 50 in, sa- in recurring revenue SaaS with good NRR and LTV, dollar 50 in revenue for every dollar you spend on marketing is a good number. But to know that the high performers are at three dollars and to think that instead of getting 14 million in revenue at 1.5 payback if you got 28 million in revenue at a 3x payback you create massive compounding gains as you improve your overall marketing roi and so that's the that's the lagging metric and then on the leading metric side which is basically going to help you predict what's going to happen in the future is by using the hero definition of pipeline and then comparing the in period marketing spend not against closed one revenue but against hero pipeline production that happened in the same period of time and that will give you an early indicator which you could then say okay our hero opportunities convert at 27% and we got $8 in pipeline for every dollar we spent on marketing and so then doing the math you're basically at a 2 to 1 projected uh, ROI and so you you can use that as a leading metric to see are we are we making progress to improve this metric in the future or if that leading metric is going down then you can expect further degradation in the lagging metric one thing that as i uh, work with a lot of cmo's on this in this some cmo's are still being instructed to basically grow at all costs and so that is that's still happening in some spaces in the market and when you go through that analysis and i spend time with the cmo and i say look we're at we're at 93 cents in revenue for every dollar we spend on marketing what that means is that there's a lot of stuff where money is being spent that isn't driving ROI. And so some CMOs that are being instructed to grow at all costs are coming back to me and saying, we don't want to cut programs like we're not. I don't I'm not hiring you to help us save money. I'm, I want to spend more money. And the, the realization on that is that you don't gr- you don't create efficiency through scale. You, you get in a, more inefficient with scale. So taking 93 cents on the dollar. And pouring a couple more million into it means that you're just going to get further degradation. The real solution is to get to the appropriate ROI on your existing spend and then scale up slowly. And it's a whole different, uh, it's an entirely different motion. But when, it, when you do that, it forces you to really find the things that deliver high ROI first. If you can imagine a scenario where you basically have like five core things where you invest a lot of money, events, partner, uh, digital two other things. So you got like basically f- like five things and to think that each of those is contributing something. And then at the bottom you have like the sum of the parts and imagine that like 15% of your budget goes to content syndication and 15% of your budget goes to other forms of digital lead gen 30% of the entire budget, both of them delivering very low ROI, sometimes pennies on the dollar that the, the real solution is to take that stuff out and then and then move that money to things that are going to get more than pennies on the dollar, hopefully multiple dollars on the dollar. Um, And so there's a strategy in how you analyze the data. You you identify what is our current baseline ROI and then how do we look underneath that and use different forms of both like what we have in our CRM, maybe looking at what some things get from multi-touch attribution, customer research, other things like that, and then trying to isolate what are the things that are actually driving impact How do we then go out and use the things that are already working and figure out how do we put together a plan so we do more of it and we do it better, more and better? Um, And then how do we figure out the things that aren't working and then be able to then extract those, take that $500,000 or more. We're looking at big chunks of budget here. The last budget we analyzed was $32 million in marketing spent on the year. There's big chunks of money here. That if you take a million dollars over here, it's really only 3% of the budget. And then you go and move it to something that's way more effective and you get pretty dramatic increases in ROI over a period of time. And so when you're playing at like this, and I think you could look at this in a micro version if you're more of an SMB startup. But when you're playing at this budget level, really, it's just about making like two to three really important correct decisions and then executing well against them. The, the, the budgets in B2B companies, as I continue to see, are basically digital demand, mostly lead generation, and then events, and then headcount. Those are the three buckets that pe- that most of the money is getting put into. And so how do we look at those three buckets, say, what are the things that we're doing in these buckets that are really working? How do we do more and better of them? How do we strip out the things that aren't working, which only create noise? Stripping out things that aren't working have another, not just an ROI improvement, but it creates a lot of noise in the funnel where you don't actually know what's going on. Digital display ads do this a lot. They send spam into whatever you optimize the conversion for. you run digital display ads, you have a max conversion bidding type for a demo form or an ebook download. And what do you know, after we turn those on, we get a bunch of spam coming into those exact forms. I wonder why that's happening. And then you shut it off and it stops happening. Google ads do the same thing. High volume of spend in certain types of bidding types on Google ads will drive a lot of garbage into your demo form which creates so much noise, both for your sales team and your analytics, you're wasting money. There's just not, there's really no logical reason to do it. And so that's like some of the things that we've been seeing in ROI today. It's some of the things that I continue to work with CMOs on. And as I've said, in, in the experience that I've had so far, and I've like, I've been advising on this type of stuff for about five years, but really getting into the data and the details and this level of strategic decision-making over the past six to 12 months, And when we get into it and you track like, okay, we run the data, we select two to three key recommendations that create the highest leverage on time to create short and long term business results, how do and then how do we put together a plan to execute against that and then track the outcome three to six months later and see improvements in marketing ROI, improvements in website pipeline production, improvements in overall pipeline production, just by focus, finding the things that are the most important in the data. You have to have good enough data to do this. And many companies uh, have very big data gaps. Big, you know, we're talking big companies that deploy tons of investments and have huge data gaps, which simply just leads you to not being able to make proper decisions. And so I think as uh, executives and business leaders, we need to ensure that over time, we're building an engine that we can properly measure and then be able to make strong, informed, decision, confident decisions off of it. And the reality is that many companies don't prioritize their data enough to have it at that quality. Again, just to sort of close out, 28 cents on the dollar is the lowest thing that we've seen. That means it's taking you more than three years to just pay back your marketing expense for every customer you get. It's totally unacceptable, and you're not going to have a real business when you do that. Companies talk about NRR as one part of the equation and NRR matters a ton. Most of the companies that I work with, I assume their NRR is greater than 100% and their main leverage point to growth or the the constraint in their business is actually acquiring customers, not retaining and expanding them. Those are the type of companies that I want. Great product, high NRR, good expansion potential. The number one thing they need to figure out is how do we break into new accounts and get that first transaction so that our product and our team can do the great, the good stuff. And so if you assume that a company has high NRR and then you realize that the constraint in the business is actually acquiring more customers for the same amount of money or fixing the basic like ROI and CAC equation, and that's a place where I'm, I'm gonna spend a lot more time on. So uh, I'll continue to share updates. Uh, great to see so many faces here today.